Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey everyone, this is Ben Valen, and with me I have Jamie Vendera, and together we are the co-hosts of the new podcast, the Sing Better Fast podcast. So uh, that this is episode number one. I'm really excited to get uh, to get going. So Jamie, can you hear me? How are you doing? Yeah, sounding great. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm very, very excited to start this and to share our vocal knowledge and bring others in so they can share their vocal knowledge. Sweet. All right. So a uh, quick rundown. Um, some of these podcasts are going to have guest interviews. We're going to talk about product reviews. Uh, we're going to interview some singers, musicians, on and on. This we, Our goal is this to be a good resource for professional singers and professional singers in the making. So if you're listening to this, you are probably in one of those two groups. Jamie, I have a topic I want to talk about today. So let's just jump in. All right, well, shoot, tell me what it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been talking to a lot of singers lately, and for those who don't know, Jamie and I have a school called the Vendera Vocal Academy, and, you know, we help singers around the world uh, learn vocal technique, practice habits, stuff like that, and a lot of people get a lot of uh, benefit out of that. When it comes to singing, there are basically two philosophies that you can take as a singer. So let me just kind of briefly describe them. The philosophy number one, the first philosophical position, is basically someone is doing it, but I can't because reason. Philosophical position number two is somebody is doing it, therefore anyone can do it, and it's possible for me to do it. So what do I mean by that? So it's pretty common for singers to have other favorite singers that they listen to, and, uh, you know, whenever it comes to thinking about a song they like, they think, oh, well, I could never sing that song because, you know, that person just has a naturally higher voice or that person's a tenor and I'm a baritone or that person has some sort of genetic something that allows them to sing better and higher than me or, oh, I've never been any good at singing or I can't sing because I'm too old. And so there's a bunch of reasons that you may not even say verbally out loud, but maybe you just think them that basically mean, you know, I will not be able to sing better. I can't learn to sing better. I can't develop my skill because I have all these external circumstances working against me and there's nothing I can do about them. Therefore, why waste my time? And it's not possible for me. A lot of people think like that. And, um, and, and that's not helpful. Um, the other philosophical position, someone can do it, therefore anyone can do it, and it's possible for me to do it. So I have a couple favorite uh, examples about this. Uh, the first one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And for those who are not familiar, I have a hard time believing people don't know who he is, but <laughs> he's basically, um, you know, he, he was a bodybuilder born in 1947. And uh, he didn't, he wasn't born in the United States, but he ended up moving here and he pursued a career in bodybuilding. 
And as a result, he, you know, became a very well-known bodybuilder, wrote a bunch of books on the topics of fitness and muscle building. And uh, he won many, many competitions, awards, um, and he ended up getting into a bunch of movies and, you know, kind of became something of a star. And then eventually he became the governor of California and uh, everyone here called him the governator. Uh, based on his movie, he was called the Terminator. And so the thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger is he does not have any more muscles on his body than any other man does. I have the same number of muscles as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jamie has the same number of muscles as Arnold Schwarzenegger. So if Jamie and I wanted to, all we would need to do really is look at what Schwarzenegger did and pretty much do kind of the same thing. We would just have to learn from what he did. And so that's what it would take. Now, if I were to say, oh, well, I can't do that because, you know, Schwarzenegger has some sort of genetic thing or he has some sort of bodybuilding talent or oh well I can't do that because I was born a really skinny kid which I was I was a really skinny kid for most of my childhood that that would be philosophy uh, <laughs> first day with the new mouth <laughs> philosophical <laughs> position number one philosophical uh, there we go <laughs> uh, that's right um another example and so Arnold Schwarzenegger there are many many people who get themselves caught up like this. Oh, I'm too fat, so I'll never be able to get in shape. Oh, I'm too skinny, I'll never be able to get into shape. Oh, I'm too old, I'll never be able to get into shape. Oh, um, I can't sing in tune easily, so therefore I'll never be a good singer. Oh, I can't, um, you know, anything. Just pick an excuse. I can't blank because reason. And we all tell ourselves these things, and we all believe these things. Other people tell us these things. And frankly... All or almost all of those reasons, more like excuses, aren't actually true. If you are young, you can learn to sing. If you can't sing in tune very well right now, you can learn to sing. If you are a bass, you can learn to sing in whistle register if you want to. That is all possible. And if you choose to tell yourself that it's not, that means you have taken on philosophical position number one. Jamie, do you have anything uh, on that? Uh, no, I see it a lot. I mean, these are really when I, I teach, it's not to jump ahead, but like if I had twins come to me, which I haven't, but if I did, and they both basically identical twins had the same genetic makeup, they both wanted to sing, but one took position number one, uh, I can't do it, and the other one took the position number two, I can do it, uh, and they still had the same hurdles. They still had the same break point, the same problems in a certain area of the register. Uh, the person, the twin who believes they can do it, is going to grow so much faster because they accept these challenges as challenges whereas someone who doesn't believe in themselves are going to look at these challenges as hurdles that they can never overcome so sure. in a way singing is such a huge mindset that you know it's entirely up to you what you want to do with it Absolutely. And so actually, I want to just for just a moment before I move over to philosophy number two, I have a couple other examples I want to share. And uh, for those who are familiar, um, in 2008, there was a woman, um, the oldest woman, the oldest person on the United States Olympics team. Uh, her name is Dara Torres. She was born in 1967. She's a 12-time Olympic medalist and former world record holder in three events. And when she was 41, 
in 2008, I believe. Yes, 2008. She was the oldest swimmer to earn a place in the U.S. Olympic team. And at the 2008 Summer Olympics, she competed in a few different, uh, you know, events, and she won three silver medals. 41 years old, the oldest swimmer um, on the U.S. Olympic team. And most of the others are significantly younger. And so if you say, oh, I'm too old, Dara Torres, a mother, you know, in her 40s, on the United States Olympic swim team. That's amazing. And so it, what if Dara had said, ah, well, I'm in my 40s, I shouldn't bother. Oh, all these other Olympic swimmers are, you know, a lot younger than me. There's no chance I'll be ever, uh, ever to make it. So why should I even bother? And so she took on philosophical position number two. Someone can do it. Therefore, anyone can do it. And I can do it. Dara decided for herself she can do this a few other examples and so um, i found this great article it came out a few years ago um, and it's called 18 musicians who made it later in life and so um leonard cohen failed as a fiction writer released an, a debut album at 33 but he didn't become well known until he was 50 years old wow and that's when he released the song Hallelujah. And that song has been covered and released by over 200 other artists in various languages. 50 years old. And he made it then. So don't think, oh, I'm too old. Oh, I'm too young. Oh, I'm a woman. Oh, I'm a man. Oh, I'm not good looking enough. Oh, um, you know, I have this skin color. Or, oh, I have this hairstyle. Um, Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, yeah, I've heard them all. You know, I'm too, uh, way too much. I'm too old. Um, and that's such a big fallacy. You know, yep. well, I, you know, I'm in my 50s, never sang before. I just don't have what everybody else has. Wrong. But Andrew Bocelli, go ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, opera singer. We've all heard of him, I think. And uh, one of his best selling. Uh, so he's currently one of the best selling singers of all time. And he was 34 when he released his. Uh, you know, his first album. And so don't say, oh, I'm too old. No, you're not. Um, and I, so all of these people in their 40s, their 50s, um, you know, who made it, who have, you know, as we can say, quote, quote, made it, um, who become very successful, well-known musicians, you can do it later in life. Um, if you do it younger, that's great, you know. So anyway, <laughs> that's just a point I want to make there. Just the I'm too old, the I'm a woman, I'm whatever, those those are not real reasons to not accomplish stuff. You know, you can do it. <laughs> I remember being a late teens and had a band and we was in the skid row on Vinnie Vince Evasion, all that, and we're um, we're all like, Man, if we don't make it by the time we're 21, it's we're done. We're not even gonna do this. And then 21 came, man, if I don't make it by I'm 23, I'm I'm quitting. And then it was, if I'm not 25, I'm done. At 25, I did get fed up and I did quit for quite some time for probably five or about five years. And then something clicked, you know, as I was teaching and said, you know what? I can do whatever. Listen, I'm 47. I didn't release my first official song until I was 45. And uh, actually, you know, it's that, that mindset. I can or I cannot. 
And for me, it wasn't a, a situation that I, I didn't think I could not all those years. I was just always playing live. But the school, Vendera Vocal Academy, is what for, really not forced me, but inspired me to write music and release it. And I did this with a guitar player I've been playing with for 25 years. And, you know, we just sat down one day and said, you know what, let's just quit. Let's write music right now. Put it out. Bam. And, um, you know, it, you're never too late in life to do whatever you want. Quit putting a, a time stamp on who you are. And, you know, you got to make up your decision. Yes or no. Flip that switch. It, it actually comes down to some to something related. And um, I've been reading. I'm, I'm pretty big into psychology. And uh, one of the, you know, for people who experience, you know, some kind of depression or stuff later in life, I was reading about sort of the, the thought process they go through. And people, from what I read, tend to feel more depressed later in life if they have the position that my best days are behind me. So if someone per thinks personally, my best days are behind me, it's never going to be as good as it was, you know, in my early 20s or whatever, then that person's more likely to be depressed later on. Um, if it's someone who thinks my best days are still ahead and they are, you know, feeling good, optimistic, they think, oh, I was, you know, I, I wasn't as knowledgeable or wise in my 20s as I am now, that person is less likely to be depressed. Um, so it's sort of similar to this. You know, you know? I, I, I was on, let's say, 47. I was on Mythbusters when I was 35. I ran to a, a kid from school I hadn't seen in 30 years uh, recently, and he he knew about it. And he's like, oh, you know, da, da, da. Well, well, do you miss that now that it's gone? And I'm like, dude, I, I've been on like 70 shows. I was just on a show in Amsterdam a few months ago. I've got another 100 shows of me. I've got another 50 to 100 books to write. I'm always looking for yeah. the next adventure. I don't look in the past and think, oh, my God, I was on Mythbusters. I'm never going to do anything else. You know, right. it's, you know, that's just one that's just one step on the journey of life where, you know, I got sure. to vacation and check that out. So don't think that way. You know, you got to be positive. Right. So let me just move on to philosophy number two. So philosophy number two is someone can do it. Therefore, anyone can do it. And it's possible for me to do it. And when it comes to actual reality and facts, this is where most people should be. But most people kind of aren't. Most people are kind of stuck in philosophy one. Um, but if you think in terms of actual physical capability and actual mental capability, we all should pretty much be in philosophy number two. Think of anyone who's ever succeeded at anything ever. If they had told themselves, I can't do this because I'm not old enough, whatever, no one would accomplish anything ever, frankly. You think about, you know, the major successes in the music industry. You think about, you know, in pick a field, fitness, uh, business, anything. These are all people. We are, we are all people. We're all the same species, right? Um, we all have pretty much the same brains. Um, we all have pretty much the same physical bodies. We all pretty much have access to the same information. It comes down to philosophy one or two. And actually, I have uh, something related. Hold on. Let me pull up. I have a book here. Okay. So this is an interesting book. Um, you guys can't see it um, because this is just audio. But this is a book called Outliers, The Story of Success. So let me just read <laughs> a real quick a tiny bit about this. Um, 
So on the back cover, it says, in understanding successful people, we have come to focus far too much on their intelligence, ambition, and personality traits. Instead, the book Outliers argues we should look at the world that surrounds the successful, their culture, their family, their generation, their experiences, their upbringing. Um, and so this book, I don't recommend it, don't go buy it, but this book is a sales document to convince people of philosophy number one. Why would you write a book to convince people of philosophy number one? Because you want to sell a bunch of books. That's why you do that. Um, and if, if, if you see a lot of uh, weight loss advertising, um, a lot of it says, you know, oh, well, it's, it's not your fault that it's been difficult to lose weight. It's they're putting addictive stuff in the food or they're putting chemicals or you have a digestive thing or something's gone crazy with your thyroid. And so why do they say that? Because a lot of people have philosophy number one and people often tell themselves, you know, I can't lose weight because of all these reasons. So if you want to sell weight loss stuff, you have to like say that kind of stuff. But frankly, we all have access to the same information. We all pretty much have access, you know, all the same brain power. There's, I was actually just reading last night um, of an excellent website on fitness. And the whole website, you can come up with your entire workout routine, your entire diet, every, you don't have to spend a penny on actually hiring this guy for personal training or nutrition advice. He gives you everything you need to know for free. Um, you know, to get in shape. So that's that's probably my main message right now. If I would like, so everyone listening at some point in the past has already decided if they're philosophy one or philosophy two. Now I've made you aware of it, that you either picked one or two. So if you currently are operating under philosophical position number one, that's okay. You just have to be aware of it and realize that all those excuses and reasons that you don't think you can achieve anything are not actually there to, they can't actually hold you back um, unless you let them. So I would advise and recommend to work on yourself. Try to move to philosophy number two. Jamie, Listen, do you have don't, anything? Don't, yeah, don't lie to yourself because I know as you're listening to this, you're thinking, okay, I'm philosophy number two, I can do it. But really, stop and think about it and review your life for the last year or so and be honest. It's okay if you had a I cannot do that attitude. Don't flip the switch now. I mean, we want you to flip the switch, but we don't want you to think, well, that's I'm already number two. Uh, but I haven't been getting anywhere. Bam. See, you just lied to yourself. But I haven't been getting anywhere. So, yes, you were philosophy number one. Just accept who you are at this point either or and if you are philosophy number one we want to help you get to philosophy number two um so as we wrap up here i have a few other thoughts on that so one is um if just if you have philosophy number two that doesn't mean you need to walk around constantly with a sense of you know unbridled optimism and motivation and you can never have a bad thought we're not saying that at all um it sometimes you know even schwarzenegger even torres even elon musk everyone all of the high successes in any field, everyone kind of has those days and those thoughts that sometimes it's like, oh, this is too hard or, you know, this is taking too long to get anywhere. I, everyone thinks that kind of stuff. The, it comes down to, are you going to let that stop you or not? And uh, that's kind of how you have to look at it. And, um, yeah, and then like, the next, go ahead. That's just how you handle it. Yeah, go ahead. Right, for sure. And then the the last part of that is, you know, some people will say, well, what about talent? And 
this is another discussion Jamie and I are going to have on the podcast in more detail later on. But basically, yes, it's true. There are some singers, musicians, pick a field, actors, dancers, who have sort of an innate level of talent. They're just able to do so much better than anyone else, just sort of naturally. The people who are talented, a couple things about that. One is, if they have philosophy number two, and they never move, they never work on their skill, and they only have talent, then someone who works hard and gets results can quite often do better than a talented person who just does nothing. I forget the name of the person. It was a, a, a basketball player. He said something like, I'll have to find his name. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, he said something like, talent fails when talent fails to work hard. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's, I, I believe that's the quote. I'll have to look up the name of the guy. Well, it just means so, you're more adept. I mean, I, I have met singers who are, quote, talented. Right. Which means they're more adept to to sing better off the bat. Right. But I've I've seen some lazy, talented singers that are fine with, hey, I kind of got it. And then I've seen had some singers who weren't what you would consider talented, and then they worked really, 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 really hard, and right. bam, they're successful. We have many like that in Vendera Vocal Academy, for sure. Uh, but, you know, so it, it's just it, it depends on how hard you're going to work, and and you can. Don't worry if you flip flop back and forth in life. I remember. Uh, being in high school at a band competition, I played saxophone and ran back to the bus with my buddy. We listened to the radio, and I'm singing a Ready for the World song, and he looks at me. He's like, just shut up. You, you suck. I don't know why you keep singing. It, it literally flipped my switch to uh, philosophy number one. I can't sing, and I, I qu- it, it embarrassed me so bad I quit singing for about a year, and I finally got over it, started singing and recording some stuff, and come to f- I knew his girlfriend. We are still all friends, but his girlfriend told me, he said, look, he – is just jealous of you. And we were kids, you know, I still love this guy. Uh, and I'm like, why, why, why would he be jealous of me? And it was because he wanted to sing and he wasn't naturally uh, talented. He didn't work at it. So, uh, but I flipped the switch back, you know, and I kept working hard and, and that's what we do now. You know, we stay yeah. focused on that mindset. So yeah, that's uh, the main message I have uh, that we wanted to talk about for our very first episode of the podcast. So I encourage you go ahead and reflect on your thought processes, on your uh, actions that you've taken over the past, you know, month, year, two years, five years, and think, are you position one or are you position two? And if you're position one, you know, don't like feel sad about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just recognize that you've been in position one and now it's time to move on and go to position number two. Yeah, that's that's the main message. I do want to jump in and remind everyone um, we are going to have more of these podcasts coming out. And so we're going to have things such as vocal tips. This one wasn't really too vocal tip oriented, but we'll have, you know, vocal tips, discussions on breathing, you know, vocal technique, stuff like that. We'll have discussions with professional singers. Um, We're going to have interviews with music industry professionals, record label people, sound engineers, other uh, people, product reviews, a bunch of stuff, practice methods, vocal technique explanation and demonstrations, um, all that sort of stuff. And uh, also for our listeners, uh, I, Ben, I'm writing a book related to this stuff. And so uh, if you want access to this, just make sure you are signed up on our email list. Um, You can sign up on this website or on jamievendera.com or on the Vendera Vocal Academy website, venderavocalacademy.com. And we will make sure that you uh, get a copy of that. 
So that's everything I had. Jamie, do you have any closing uh, thoughts? Yeah, I think we're off to a good start. This was just to get your mindset correct. We want to see where you stand. And as we go forward, like you said, we'll, we'll have interviews with other, a lot of my students that I've, uh, you know, that I've worked with that people know of from bands like um, Star Set or Dream Theater. Uh, I'm sure I'll be bringing all those guys on. I just got to, you know, beg them and <laughs> nah, they'll be good. They'll be good. We'll get on. And that way you can hear from the artist's point of view or the engineer's point of view what it is that makes them tick how is it that they have become so successful and we want to help you become successful so that's the whole absolutely blog all right well that's it so thanks jamie and thank you everyone and we'll see you next time on the sing better fast podcast peace thank you for listening to this episode of the sing better fast podcast be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.